You need to oil that microphone stand. You need to oil your microphone stand. <laughs> okay. Are we going to do it again? Are you good with that? I don't care. I think we're okay. I think we're, I think we're okay. solid. Yeah, I think we're solid. I'm, I'm Mike. A, I'm not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the mic. I'm Austin. <laughs> I'm Mike on the mic. Yeah. And I'm Austin on the mic. Yeah. But not my dad. That'd be weird. No, that'd be really strange. <laughs> yeah, but we're here recording our latest episode of Strange Thing Podcast. And, you know, we're going to do something kind of cool. I don't know if it's cool, but it was fun. I think it was cool. I enjoyed our little adventure we had today. We did. We went out on our investigation, and we went to a location, and we had an IDL, which mm. is the Investigation Destination Libation. That's right. And it was fun. We went to a bar, yeah, a lounge. So here's the weird thing. Okay, what's a weird so thing? So we were talking about where we're going to do our IDL, our mm -hmm. Investigation Destination Libation. Which is something we do every time we kick off a new investigation. Yep. And uh, you, just kind of out of... The blue? The blue, yeah. The blue, <laughs> blue, 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 blue. You, out of the blue, Justice Scott... Justice Scott? I, I was have, thinking about... Who's Justice Scott? <laughs> Justice Scott, he's You've that guy down the road. Justin Scott, Scott? yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. You just like came up with this idea. Let's go to this place called Brick 29. Brick 29, which was... And it happened to turn out to be a historical building that was the Mason's Lodge. Yeah, the Masonic Temple. In, yeah, in like the 1900s, early 1900s. Yeah, like, yeah, like 1920 early. or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was weird. And then that got us on a little rabbit trail of looking up historical buildings. And yeah. next thing you know, you and I are chasing down a train. Looking at all these historical buildings. Yeah, in, in Nampa, this Idaho. Industrial downtown Idaho. It was pretty fun. It was fun, yeah. I had a great time. And they've kind of turned that downtown area into a kind of an, uh, I don't know. Trendy. Yeah. yeah, kind of retro, kind of nostalgic kind of area where they have cool bars and yeah. little restaurants. It's, and very, it's very, in my opinion, quote unquote, downtown. It is downtown. It, it is downtown, but it has that downtown. What is it with all the brew pubs the new like right. small micro breweries, breweries down there yeah, yeah. there was probably three or four breweries and go hit all oh that would be great we can get a, like an uber we could do that in, <laughs> in like just go to different towns and yeah. hit like all 28 that are in every town because yeah. they are everywhere that'd be fun the drinking word for this episode of A Strange Thing Podcast is rub. Again, the drinking word for this episode of A Strange Thing Podcast is rub. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So down there, what? why did we go down there? Well, we went down there because, and this is going to be what we're talking about in this episode, and it's going to kick off probably the next two, maybe even three episodes. Three? We're going to be talking about strange artifacts. Now, artifacts that we're talking about aren't like just things that look weird or do something weird, but they actually kind of are things that have thrown kind of a monkey wrench into the worldview of like, how old is the universe? Yeah. So or how old is the earth? Yeah. So if you've, if you've ever seen like uh, Indiana Jones, uh -huh. we're basically a lot like that. Like, yeah. Because we punched, had that whip punched, and that hat. I punched yeah. a Nazi today. Yep. And it sounded 
Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I rode a motorcycle. And I jumped. We had a Volkswagen thing. We did. Which is kind of a Nazi vehicle. Yeah. And, and uh, I've been on a boat. You've been on a boat. And uh, I've, I've seen an elephant. And we saw snakes. And we saw snakes. And yeah. Indiana Jones is afraid of snakes. I know. So yeah. basically, I'm we Harrison are Harrison Ford. And you're Sean Connery. Oh, I think we're going to say Shia LaBeouf. That would work too. I know, yeah. So he, you could be Harrison Ford, I would be Shia LaBeouf. Because people actually have said I look a little bit like Shia LaBeouf. Well, you you're act like him. What does that mean? I wear weird sweatpants and dance around with yeah, girls he, in a cage. He's kind of <laughs> kind of gone off the deep end a few times, but I like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> a boof, LaBeouf, whatever Le however you say, yeah. Le bois. Yeah, I like him. I, what was that last? I saw a movie with him in it recently, where he befriends a special needs person, and they are on the coast of like North Carolina. Yeah, and they're off to find a wrestler that, that this like, kid idolized. It was like I can't not, remember. I want what to say called. like To Kill a Mockingbird, but it's not. Yeah, it, it has a, a sweet like, story. It's a it's, it's got a really a weird sweet name. story. Yeah. What is the name? I don't know. Because the name is going to stick with me. Like chocolate okay. chocolate fondue fountain or it's something. It's something like that. Oh, it's the name of the wrestler. What? It's the name of the movie is like the wrestling guy's name that they go to see. John Cena? No, You'll never find no, him. No, no. That na- wrestling name. Anyway. Uh, okay. Hollywood Hulk okay. Hogan. I don't know what it is. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> okay. Now, go ahead and talk for a minute because I'm going to look it up. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I just made so many wrestling references. <laughs> it's like Fondue Fountain or some weird name. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Falcon. <laughs> it's the Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> Fondue Falcon? <laughs> I was like that far off. <laughs> That's funny. You had the, you know, you were in the right vein. <laughs> but it's a great movie. I don't even know how we got there. How'd you get to wrestling? I don't know. But anyway, oh, because you were gonna be Shia LaBeouf in in the the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. And I am gonna be Harrison Ford. Okay. Because we are like that. We are rugged kind of guys that aren't afraid of adventure. Yeah. I got a motorcycle, and he rides a motorcycle. And yeah, there's Volkswagens, and there's. Artifacts. There's danger and death and snakes. And And my biceps are huge, (laughs) you know, and just it is what it is. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you know, Shia LaBeouf. I'm Shia LaBeouf. Freaking ripped. (laughs) I'm Austin the Buff. (laughs) No. Okay. It's horrible. But let's get back to what we're talking about here. Okay, what are we talking about? This is fun, but yeah, we need to get back to the serious stuff. We're talking about. Strange chocolate, strange no chocolate pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that was cool. So we went to this this uh, brick twenty nine lounge mm-hmm. that was in the old Masonic Temple, and now it's converted into this kind of cool lounge. Kind of cool, it was super cool. The guy was playing. I know they had a grand piano, piano a up like on a center stage, but everything was kind of decorated almost like Art Nouveau. What song did we say he was playing? Um, I don't remember. Oh my gosh! It was it was a classic rock, yeah classic rock like song, but he was playing it on a on a on a grand piano on a grand piano just kind of like a little jazz like very ding, cool. Ding, da, da, da. It was cool. And then you know the did you look at the back of the bar behind the bar the mirrors on the wall mm-hmm. and all the that was really cool. It reminded me of The Shining a little bit. It did. Yeah. And, and I just pictured like Lloyd coming up out of nowhere. Uh-huh. He's like, "What'll it be, Lloyd? <laughs> a Martian?" And then you know. Well, the bartender was really nice, and the oh, yeah. the uh, they bar- were all great. Yeah, the little bar. What do you call a female bartender? Bar hop, bell keep, whatever they Hippo. were. 
They were kind of easy to look at, you know, they were fun to look at. <laughs> and, you know, they were... That's what I said in the interview process. <laughs> you know, like, the guys are like, hey, you know, are, mm-hmm. what's your what's your experience? How's, you know, how's your uh, bartending history? Are you good at it? Can you do, like, little twirly-durlies? And, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, because they were flipping And then the girls, stuff it's you. like, what do you look like in a miniskirt? Yeah, that's Okay, basically. you're hired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there wasn't so much to it. That made it kind of fun, but there were a lot of, like, weird kind of guys around the bar, you notice that, that yeah. kind of sitting there. And they were trying to make jokes, and the girls just kind of walked Yeah, away. they're, like, kind of looking at them like, oh, yeah. they're strange. But they treated us nice. Yeah, you want to know what's funny about that? What? We were sitting in there, and it wasn't quiet. No, it was but kind it of wasn't loud. Super it was, loud. It was. It was, was a little bit of it was a hustle and bustle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but uh, when a helmet, a motorcycle helmet hits the floor, <laughs> yeah, from a bar stool that's yeah. you know normal bar stool height, it's like Kablam! boom. Yeah, we <laughs> rode our motorcycles there, <laughs> and we carried our helmets in, and Austin had it precariously balanced on his knee. I, I yeah, like. Used my knee as the head part. I know, but and, like stuffed it down on my knee. It's but it didn't fun. work, and it fell off. And, and it was made like a loud noise. Kablam! And you were embarrassed. Your and face then there was red. this lady next to me, and she was like, "Hey, doll. Yeah, I'm the local lounge lizard. But. I I at one point had a motorcycle helmet that once fell on a bar stool, just like you. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, now I need a new one. Is you that the shoey? She wasn't, you know, for mid-50s. She was probably my age. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't that bad to look at either. That's what we call a retired cougar. <laughs> yeah. But I think she was on like, a, You could tell they were like on a date. Maybe they'd yeah. met online somewhere. Yeah. They did the little online wait, hookup. You're, you keep getting me off the topic. I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. So we're talking about strange <laughs> artifacts. And as strange as maybe that lady was as an artifact in that <laughs> in that bar, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a fun experience. And the bar was a lot of fun. And uh, like we said, it kind of had this retro kind of like, I don't know, 30s feel in there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But they had like all these animal heads hanging out. Yeah, they wall. had a lot of like mounts. Like uh, yeah, we were buffalo. sitting under a pronghorn. There was a buffalo. There was a deer A white there. tail and an elk. Yeah, there was an elk. Yeah. Which weird because we weren't in an elk's lodge. Although we saw the elk's lodge. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. Drove that by was that. on our little uh, yeah. motorcycle. And that was a historical did. building as well. Mm-hmm. The reason we went to Nampa. Okay, let's get back to the story <laughs> let's, here. Let's rewind. We went there because there is evidence. In a study. Of a historical artifact that was found in like 1890 Mm -hmm. and this artifact kind of shook things up for a while and in fact it's still kind of debated and still kind of shakes things up yep here's the story behind it okay there are these dudes out and they're drilling a well back in 1887 i think it was 87 or i think they found it in 1889 but they're drilling a well and it's like this pipe that's maybe what seven inches in diameter Mm -hmm. And they Probably use it like a steam-powered motor, right? And it's just and like a, a pile screw driver pump. Yeah, yeah, there's a screw pump and a, and a metal lining on the outside. So they're pile driving these pipes, these casings down in the ground, and they're inside's an auger kind of drill that's pumping out whatever the sediment yeah. is that they're blast the, are digging through. Yeah. yeah, the displacement. And then they pump that up to the surface. And probably um, sift it, and they're like, I hope we find some gold. Yeah, yeah. And down they go. Down, 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 down. To make a well. Right. Right. To make a well. And this is like, in Idaho, this is like an area that was not very developed. There were a few buildings in a place called Nampa. It's probably like a a post office, a jail, or sheriff's office. Right. uh, And a a mercantile. Right. And then everybody rides their little horses over there, and they pick up the chewing tobacco for paw. (laughs) <laughs> and the mail that they got from 
grandpa in New York and then it's over. Exactly, yeah. right. So here they are, they're drilling. They got a, this company put together to drill this well because they got to have water. I mean, out here, you need water. It's a high mountain desert, oh, yeah. this area is. They're drilling and drilling and they drill deep. Mm-hmm. And about, I don't know, 200 feet down, they hit this layer that's now known as the Glens Ferry Formation. And the reason they call it the Glens Ferry Formation is because about 120 miles to the east is in down in the Snake River Valley plain there. Mm-hmm. There is this famous, you know, strata layer that is renowned in North America for a fossil bed. And they the call Hagerman it the, the Hagerman beds. Fossil yeah. Beds. And it's a very famous place. They've found all kinds of animals there, including the Hagerman horse. Uh, that's for another story. The Hagerman whores? Horse. Horse. No, I mean, I, there probably still are yeah. Hagerman whores, but we're talking about mm-hmm. the Hagerman horse. Yeah. And uh, they both go, yeah. Okay. So this this Glens Ferry Formation is basically a layer of sediment that kind of is a barrier that demarks archaeological time. Right. And so that layer is about, they think, 200 million years old. That's old. Right. That's almost as old as you said humans were. Right. <laughs> that one time. That one time <laughs> in our other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking out of my butt. But yep. anyway. Yeah. So they basically dug down the through the ground, 200 plus feet, hit this formation that they think in geological time is about 200 million years old. Oh, they go deeper than that. So they're around almost 300 feet deep in this, you know, now we would call it kind of a primitive kind of digging apparatus. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And they get down there and it pumps this stuff out. So they've dug through rocks. They dug through soil. They dug through stuff called quicksand. They hit lava. You know, this is very kind of a very volcanic volcanic area. Yeah. And they've dug through that. They've gone down deeper and deeper. They start kicking out these clay kind of marble type objects. And and all of that's being pumped up to the surface. Mm -hmm. Well, at one point, the guys out there watching the sediment, the sand being, you know, sucked out of the drilling hole. And he notices something. So he picks it up and he rinses it off. And it's like a small figurine. Like a little dude, like an action figure. Yeah, like a, kind of like an action figure, but, and, you know, it's made out of clay, clay or ceramic or, rock, or something. Yeah. yeah, They're looking at it like, isn't that weird? That 300 feet down this Looks hole... Looks like a fella. Through 200 million years of history, all of a sudden out pops this little dude. toy or doll or whatever you want to call it. Artifact. Artifact. And it's only two inches tall. Or long, if it's laying down. Depends on its and orientation. It kind of shakes things up. Yeah, it does. And there were people there that, you know, verified that this actually got pumped out of the ground. And so the question is, how in the world did a little doll, this little figurine, mm-hmm. get in this hole 300 feet down and then evacuated from that hole? And what does that say about what we know in geological time? Right. Like how long have humans been kicking around this, right. this so planet? That was the thing. I mean, you know, you had Darwin and everything kind of in the new evolutionary theory going on. And then this whole idea of, of you know, a really mm-hmm. old earth in geological time. And all of a sudden, long before humans were supposed to be doing anything like that, this thing gets pumped out of the ground. And all of a sudden that shakes up everything. That's a little bit. Yeah. 
And so that's why I thought this would be be like finding a, like a, a, an artifact, a human thing on Mars. Right. Almost. Yeah. Because that's not where it's supposed to be. Right. In, In your... In your scientific background. Well, if you do any kind of conspiracy stuff or get online, people you will see that a lot of people have found a lot of things on Mars. Faces and like pharaohs and all kinds yes, of weird stuff yes, on yes, the surface yes. of Mars. There's been all kinds of yeah. things on Mars. So, and here's the, here's the rub, all right? The rub? Is what the, that... What does that mean? <laughs> well, here's the rub. I mean, this is why it gets uncomfortable. Okay. It's uncomfortable for people that believe in the really old age of the Earth and a more recent development of humans or homo sapiens on right. on the planet. It's uncomfortable for them because that totally blows that that whole model out of the water. The, the like young earth mm-hmm. thing? No, that's the older people. Oh, you know, older. Right. revolutionary time and, and yeah, it breaks that model. If it's true, if this wasn't a hoax or whatever, this breaks that model because there shouldn't be any humans running around making yeah. dolls. It should be like dinosaurs right. and like pter- pterodactyls. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Whatever. And the other thing about this doll was it wasn't just like in the shape of a human, but actually had scribe marks where there it's like got like a necklace on and it's got like oh. clothes. So it's actually been made to look like it's wearing stuff. Almost dressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a really primitive thing. Now we do know like in ancient times, there is like the Venus of Willendorf, which was a fertility <laughs> sculpture okay. of like this f- kind of heavy set. I almost said fat, but that's not very nice. A kind of a heavy set, uh, weight challenged person <laughs> with okay. big bosoms, nice. and and basically was a fertility totem. And and where's that from? What? Uh, it, it's from Europe. I mean, it's it's it wasn't from anywhere around in okay. the Americas. Yeah, no, this is that was way far away. But so they found stuff like that. So Americans aren't the only fat ones. Well, that's what but you're saying. that only <laughs> dates back to the Fertile Crescent and Mesopotamia. You know, maybe, maybe 20,000 years ago. But all of a sudden you have this little object that's got not so primitive clothes in right. sculpture. And it's like 200 million years old. According to carbon dating or strata According layers. to the layer of the geographical formations of the sediment. Okay. That's so weird. that is weird. That's so a- what are the odds of like a stick? And we're using our confirmation bias to just like, oh, that's a dude. Because, I mean, I can picture a stick and it kind of grows, you know, like it Mm -hmm. splits and then a couple of years later it splits again. So you've got legs and arms coming out. What are the odds of something like that? Well, for this, not much because this isn't made out of a stick. It's made out of clay. So they can like tell the material or whatever. And we're looking at the picture Oh, there's a picture. Yeah. So we're looking at... No, that's a dude. Yeah, it's a dude. (laughs) It's got obvious head. It's got arms that are kind of bent at the elbow. He's got eyeballs and everything. Uh, His legs are kind of broken off. But you can see that like... Pecs. It looks like he's got like a shirt on. You can see a mid-bicep where Mm -hmm. it's across. So this thing isn't like... That would be like pretty crazy random like finding. It wouldn't be like... That's not like something you just see like, oh, that cloud looks like a puppy dog. Right. So this makes, this kind of shakes things up. Even in like the 1890s, this was like something that was like all of a sudden giving a lot of people a a pain in the butt. For some people, they embrace this. They say, no, this is proof. This is either proof that mankind has been around for a lot longer than what we think, which throws a monkey wrench, pun intended, into the evolutionary model, or the earth isn't nearly as old. As we think it is. Right. There's like a weird crisscross. So so the rub is that either the earth is way younger, you know, or 
It's also been embraced by people who don't believe in evolution, but still believe in a really old earth, like uh, forbidden archaeology people. Oh, okay. It's shaking people up. Yeah. It makes people Or it mad. did. I th- I've never heard of this. This still does. I've, I've lived in Nampa for a while. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, that I mean, was... I don't live in Nampa. I live in... You live in Nampa. Somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> the Idaho National Historical Society has this object in its vault in their museum. Crazy. Yeah. So it's here. I mean, people can see it. We got pictures up on our website. You can check it out. That's pretty crazy. So what are the odds of somebody like chucking a... A little dude they carved while they were bored waiting for the, the well to dig. And then chucking it, chucking down, the it down the shaft or whatever. Well, that's one of the, the arguments that people say, no, this was planted. Or maybe it was hit much higher and it knocked it down into the shaft. But the way that these well drilling machines work is that they have a steel casing that is pounded down while the drill is going. And that anything that comes down from the top would be crushed and smushed by the augering type motion as it's pumped out. Right. So I, think I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean there's a actually a, a really good written description by somebody who is trying to verify that no, this couldn't have happened by somebody dropping it down okay. because of the type of equipment that they had. So that doesn't work. Other people have tried to say no, this never was in there and the guy pulled it out of his pocket and threw it in there because there's like little Native American Indian dolls mm-hmm. in the region that were supposedly like that. It was like that. a practical joke yeah. at the time. And then, like, and then he ran with it. I'm just going to make people laugh, right? Yeah, and then he ran with it. Okay. And tried that's, to turn it into something. weird. But. So that's there. Um, and if you Google this, you'll find lots of stuff on it. It's called the Nampa figurine. N-A-M-P-A. Mm-hmm. N-A-M-P-A-F-I-G-U-R-I-N-E. But anyway, Nampa figurine... <laughs> I could never do that. But anyway, if you Google this, you will find all kinds of stuff. And you'll read about the hoaxes, the different theories of hoaxes. And then you'll read a lot of, especially if you get into creation type websites, they kind of argue that, no, this isn't proven as a hoax. This could be real. Mm. And if you get onto forbidden archaeology sites, this is one of the main ones. Or if you look up strange artifacts, you'll find this along with a host of others. So we're using this one as a kickoff because we're going to talk about some of these strange artifacts that have been found. Yeah, and there's a buttload. There is a buttload, and there uh, are some weird ones. The Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) We all that little figurine from uh, the first movie, uh, Temple of Doom. And then there's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There's the Crystal Crystal Skull Skull. we could look into. There's also the the little chalice. Oh yeah, they're looking for the, the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. And they shoot Monty Python in the quest for the Holy Grail. <laughs> and then, so I think those yeah. are some ones yeah. to start with. And we can think of more, I yeah. think, you know. But <laughs> let's just name a couple. Shroud of Turin. A lot of people have heard that. That is another one of these kind of weird type of archaeological finds. That kind of, there's a lightning rod of trust and people trying to turn it into different things or to disprove it. Right. Because it either verifies that Jesus was actually a person that was actually crucified and there's the burial cloth, or it's a total fake and a sham. So A there, sham. A sham. A chamois. A giant chamois to a clean shroud. your car with. <laughs> kind of like a towel, right? Yeah, like a curtain. Yeah, it's made to be Maybe absorbent and wrap things up. But anyway, 
we've got tons of these things that are going to be fun to talk about. Right. The Nampa figurine is just a way to start. Yeah, and it's local. We went mm-hmm. down into Nampa. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we went and toured all these historical buildings. We think we might have found kind of the area. Yeah, so the, the story is that the modern location of this is actually in the original Idaho Power Building in downtown Nampa. Idaho Power? Idaho Power. Oh, interesting. Now I don't know where that building is. We were trying yeah. to find it because it, the original one is no longer that. Yeah. The well that they drilled, actually, they hit water at about 300 feet. And then they had that well and they used it. And when they built this Idaho Power Building, basically over the top of it, they would actually use that well to, it was an air conditioning system mm-hmm. back in the 60s. Yeah. And then somewhere after that, they capped it, but it remained capped inside the actual building of the oh, of that. Crazy. So it's still there. We should go to that building I th- I saw earlier. I'm not going to say the name of the business uh-huh. right now, but just say, yeah. hey, do you know anything about the history of this building? Yeah, we found pictures of the original Idaho Power Building. But it's hard we, to denote or but, like figure yeah, out where, where exactly it it's from. Mm-hmm. So they put a new facade on the building probably. Or they, you know, maybe it's there, it's annexed, and it's something else now, but I don't know where it's at. That would It'd be cool, cool to go to that building. It would. And actually go and look at the like, capped hey, well. do you know anything about this? Hey, and you if know we, we well get is? pictures of it, that'd be sweet. I would. I mean, I don't know what that does other than it's to cool. say we were there. Yeah. Because that's where this happened. If we can find that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's a real that's thing. It's a cool little yeah. thing we did. It's a real, it's a real thing. Who'd have thunk, box, you know? who'd have thunk that a major challenge to Darwinian's evolutionary model would be found 300 feet down under a clay strata formation in southern Idaho. Right. Southwestern Idaho. Southwest. Yeah. So That's anyway, pretty weird. It's cool. I'm intrigued by this topic because I've always wondered about the age of the earth and how yeah. long man has been around. You know, uh, when I was growing up, of course, I was in a religious household. So the whole Darwinian evolution model. And remember that, that really cool drawing with the little monkeys that turn into humans as they yeah. walk? I don't know if I ever believed that. I, I just couldn't. You know, religiously, I was not supposed to believe it. I was a fantasy sci-fi guy, so I loved yeah. the idea of that kind of stuff. And remember, the Planet of the Apes came out with Charlton Heston. That was like in the seventies. That don't was so remember cool. The seventies, <laughs> but I was pretty much stoned that whole time. Stone? You were not even born yet. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I was in another dimension. You, you might have been a spermatozoa in your. Well, I won't tell you where you were, but. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I don't know. Nuts? No, I was <laughs> I was saying that that even though you know, I wasn't adverse to believing it, it just didn't feel right. And I I still have to admit, I have a hard time grasping the whole evolutionary model because here's my simple fact. You know, I'm kind of a science guy in some ways because you know, I've always heard about the second law of thermodynamics, of entropy. Second law of thermodynamics. Yeah, <laughs> which is things wind down. They don't progress. They right. don't get better. They don't They don't become more and more sophisticated and more better. Things go the opposite. They break down over time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the idea of evolution is that, no, it's a progressive building of more complex and more complex genetic DNA material till finally you have a person with a really big brain and they can big sling slong <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> and you know for me it doesn't really work that way now with technology now you know we're able to make people live longer you know because we have medicines mm-hmm. and but all of that is the product of intelligence in my mind 
So I've had a hard time with the whole evolutionary and on that Earth thing. topic, not to like rail on evolution or something, because I think to some extent I'm just saying my I'm a skeptic of that, right? Yeah. So so I I was with my sister this morning. We were looking at some pets for my nephew. Oh, like a snake? Sn- well, not snakes. Uh, he was looking at like turtles and like lizards and geckos and mm-hmm. animals like that. So we were, we were looking at them. Right, mm-hmm. and I was looking at uh, how easy is a chameleon for a little kid? Mm-hmm. How easy is a gecko? But geckos can lose a limb and actually regrow it back. Yeah, why wouldn't tail? that be passed on through evolution? That's the those kinds of things are like. Why don't I have a tail? I've seen a monkey hang from a tree by a tail. Why don't I have a tail? I want That'd a tail. Dope. Yeah. Well, some people have almost and, a tail. And why like can't really I? Long... Yeah, like a little like awkward little shallow wiggly. howl. What was that like, movie? Oh yeah, howl. shallow howl. He had the yeah, and he could wiggle his little. <laughs> and like when the girl like takes him home, he's like you he can he's see his little pants in the back of his pants. Oh, that was creepy. It's not so bad. I guarantee you, there's some girls out there who would think it was adorable, like a little puppy dog. Really? You think it's like a puppy dog? As cute as a button. You want to pet the little fella? No. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I thought about that. Like, why? If I lost my finger, mm-hmm. I would lose my job, probably, mm-hmm. depending on what finger it was. Mm-hmm. But if I had the ability to regrow, re-grow my it, finger, it would be exponentially advantageous. Advent- right. Yeah, I, it would be amazing mm-hmm. for my future. Yeah. Why wouldn't that carry on? Yeah. But at the same time, you hear things about like Galapagos Island. Mm-hmm. These birds are evolving so that they can continue to thrive to crack as a, nuts as a, as or whatever a, yeah, yeah to poke their nose into cactuses without getting stuck or whatever yeah. the the dilly was so it's weird it it's is like weird. a weird crisscross in my mind well it's like you know even humans you look at the variety of humans there are yeah but they're all still humans you might have people that have longer foreheads or longer fingers or whatever or even six toes but they're still genetically human. Right. And if if genetics and everything was thriving for perfection, mm-hmm. why doesn't everybody look like me? <laughs> That's a real question. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know, why doesn't everybody gag. have a beer belly Blech. and giant thighs? Blech. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so that's one of the fun things I think about this topic that we're going to get into over this episode, maybe a little bit, but in the next episodes, we're going to throw out some of these strange artifacts that people have found. They've either dug them up or stumbled on a beach somewhere, and they found these things that kind of fly in the face of what we know scientifically as fact, Mm -hmm. or what people say is fact. Things that we're talking about, you can't really prove because nobody was around 200 million years ago to prove it. Or, heck, nobody was around 7,000 years, 8,000 years ago to prove it. 200. Mm -hmm. Well, even like if, say, you get into the whole idea of radiocarbon dating, that is, now they're finding more and more is is very imprecise because it has all these like preconceived ideas that everything is constant. Mm -hmm. But we're discovering now that time isn't constant. The speed of light is slowing down. You know, all of these things are like, wait a minute. But if it wasn't exactly that way, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's a lot of interesting stuff to think about. And, you know, I, it's going to be fun to throw it out there. So we're not going to advocate for, you know, evolution. old earth, evolution, young earth, anything like that. Yeah. We're just going to throw stuff out there. You get to make up your own mind. Yep. Um, we might throw out some ideas and I might even share some of my personal thoughts on it. You know what I believe, but nobody else should believe those <laughs> because I'm weird and, <laughs> and they should. Make up their own mind. Anyway, Sounds like a fun time. I think it's going to be fun. Plus, there's so much stuff around here. 
I mean, my sister was just up at uh, Yellowstone and saw like mm-hmm. the the mud, the tar pits, the clay pots boiling, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and then the mud pots, you know, all those crazy things were. That's like prehistoric, like yeah, that's a weird place. It's weird, yeah. yeah. Well, and then you read things all the time of like things washing up on beaches, yeah, and you mermaids, and, and you have these weird sightings of like creatures that are supposed to be <laughs> millions of years old. You've got right. things on pottery that aren't supposed to exist. It's like a triceratops on pottery in South America. Where'd right. that come from? Like, yeah, Did you have these stories. Yeah, they have stories in like Germany of like this um, dinosaur-like creature. So there I was, I was fucking down to the wooded glen, <laughs> but they with would... my son Hoofoot, <laughs> and does dinosaur come out of nowhere <laughs> and eat some it was in attacking das, a village? Does yeah? dinosaur and Asa does younger? <laughs> yeah. So what do you do with that? I don't know. I mean, then you got things like Nessie. You got other kind of things right. that, that kind of fit in that whole spectrum. and But all of these things challenge the status quo of our scientific brain now. Right. Because we're very intellectual. And we mm, know so, so much smart. about everything. Mm-hmm. And we've makes, basically canonized the idea of the age of the earth and sedimentary layers. So we know when we look at stratifications, the depth and the time that it took and when it happened. You but super Californian. I know, but uh, yeah, sorry. It's perfect. Yeah, sorry. But any, <laughs> it's all very suspect. Right. It does, I mean, it sounds great and it fits into a nice little model we've created, but there are so many things that break that model. That's crazy. It's weird. So anyway, we're going to have fun doing it. Yep. I think this little uh, figurine, I don't know. I'd like to see it in person. Yeah. Like the picture right now looks like something from X-Files. The yeah. picture you have on the screen, mm-hmm. it looks like X-Files. Yeah. Well, it's so- got both arms. It's not a, like, I was thinking, I was picturing, like, you could find a stick or, like, like maybe, like, a waterlogged stick. It's mm-hmm. small. That kind of looks like a dude. No, that's a dude. Yeah. And like, that's a picture of a dude. Yeah. And it's made out form. of clay. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it's, weird. it's made out of hardened clay. So, the interesting thing is, so I called the Idaho National Historic Society and talked to them. Mm. They have this figurine. It's not out for display right now, but they have it in their archives. So... In lieu of being able to go down and actually look at it, um, they sent me a little PDF that they've created on that artifact that they keep in their mm-hmm. archive, and they sent me that. So I'm going to include those pictures on our website so you can check it out, this little thing that caused such a big ruckus. A ruckus. And it's still Mr. causing ruckus, ruckus today, and maybe after this podcast, it might cause a little ruckus for yeah. you. Let's let's put hashtag Nampa mm-hmm. figurine guy. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just like everything... Will cause a ruckus with hashtag figuring guy. Hashtag figuring guy. And if guy. people are like, the Earth is only like like a thousand years old, you just put like hashtag figure figuring guy. And if people are like, <laughs> the Earth is eighty billion years old, you just put hashtag figure figuring guy. Well, in one thing that's gonna be fun to do down that line is we're gonna look at ideas of how evolution happened and how old man is and all that you, you read everything in the news nowadays there's always like a new discovery of, of like dragon man found you know the missing yeah. link or whatever it's messed up i yeah. mean everybody's looking for it. it reminds me of an episode of futurama kind of yeah so there's this doctor he's like a monkey he's a yeah he's a gorilla or something mm-hmm. and he is fighting for basically the idea of creation mm-hmm. and he's a monkey <laughs> and then there's this other guy who's like well, what about the the Hippocampus 
humanicanus Homo of, erectus. of 1981 or whatever. And then he's like, yes, but have you ever thought about the monkey generation genome? And then they yeah. like go back and forth and it's like switches sides. Okay, granted that one missing link is still missing. But just because we haven't found it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Pashaw! Things don't exist simply because you believe in them. Thus saith the almighty creature in the sky! But then, here's the funny part. The guy who's arguing for evolution, uh-huh. um, he gets like blasted off to a planet, another planet, and he has a robot with him. And that robot is like a, a micro robot and actually like creates other robots. Uh-huh. And those robots turn into like dinosaurs and uh, mm. sea monkeys and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And then <laughs> over this time, these tiny little robots evolve uh-huh. into a like a species of humans that are robotic. Well, it's that whole Battlestar Galactica yeah. kind of thing that we talked about. So before. he comes back to Earth and he is like, there was evolution, but there was a guy who created it and that was me. Because I was the, the guy. And it was like a whole like weird like I am the creator. Like yeah. Brain yeah. bomb. I love the way funny. they always flip things upside yep. down and make you look at it backwards. <laughs> You're like, what am I yeah. talking? I don't uh, even understand what's happening in well, this show. And in a way, that's kind of what I see this doing. I think people need to have an open mind to think for themselves and to try to weigh answers. And yep. don't just take what people tell you as gospel mm-hmm. because it could be a total lie. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe they're really genuine, but they're totally wrong. I mean, I think the people back in, you know, when Copernicus was trying to figure out what the heavens were like, I think that they were really sincere. You know, the, they believed it, but they were wrong. You know right? what I think of when you say Copernicus? What? Brian Regan. Oh, Copernicus. And he's talking about the kid who builds the, the constellation or whatever. And he's, the big yellow one is the sun. The sun. The big yellow one is the sun. All right. Good job, Copernicus. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I don't know. It is very fascinating. I think what we'll find as we go along here is that um, you're going to have to find where you're comfortable with and then hang there. And maybe it's easier not to even contemplate. You heard it, folks. Find a model and hang out with them (laughs) until you're comfortable with them. Not you, Austin. And they're comfortable with you. (laughs) Not Austin, the model. The model. The LaBeouf Austin model. The French model. (laughs) A lot of people don't even think and consider this stuff because it gets frustrating for them. If you come from a religious background, you go to school and they're, you know, basically pounding evolution and all of those ideas down your throat. And the age of the earth is always presented as fact in school or college or whatever. It was for me anyway. That's a dilemma. For people that's trying to believe the Bible literally and like, oh yeah, this is only, you know, seven or 8,000 years old. The inverse is kind of the same though, which is for people who've been taught the evolutionary model their whole life or maybe been gone to school and they've studied it and there are maybe even professors that teach it. And then they throw something in like this little figurine mm-hmm. that messes up that model. Um, the reaction is very difficult. Nobody wants to believe it's true. They have to discount it right away and get it out of their mindset because it blows everything else up. Everything that they studied and believed and counted on is messed up. And uh, I don't know which side of the fence people are on that are listening, but maybe it doesn't have to blow up. Hopefully, in my opinion, people aren't on a side of the fence. Yeah. Like, you should be straddling the fence constantly. You should be looking for the truth, not, oh, well... 
when I went to junior high and I had biology, mm-hmm. they said that because there were sea monkeys, that we are actually monkey monkeys. <laughs> and Jeez. now we dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey. monkey. Dance. Ooh, ooh. And that's where we should have kept our tail. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the rub or the friction. I, you've said rub so many times. I know. That's the drinking word of this rub episode. If I say every you need time to you hear take rub, this beginning of the episode start and, over say, again. and say this. Ready? The drinking word for this episode of a strange thing podcast is rub. Again, the drinking word for this episode of a strange thing podcast is rub. Thank you. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I don't know what else to say on this subject. We we could get into more details on the Nampa figurine. And I think we should save that, though. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't want this to be too long. And we're introducing this, this topic. This is the kickoff. Yeah, this is the kickoff. This is the uh, ingrown toenail at the end of the game. That's right. But we're going to dig into these stratas. What's the matter? I don't even know what I just said. Something about toenail. Ingrown toenail at the end uh, of the game. I've never... What is that? that yeah. Well, I get picture like stubbing. I don't know. I figured it must have meant something because <laughs> you said it. it. Huh? I don't either. It just came out of my You're mouth. You're just making crap up Whatever. and saying words. What was I saying? I don't know. I was saying you, something you're about... You're saying it's a good kickoff. Yeah, That's what kickoff. I was saying. It's a good kickoff. And we'll and get into the weeds. It's weird because it's close. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. I think there are things like this all over the planet. We're not going to talk about all of them, but we're going to talk about a few of them. Yeah. You know, the whole concept is about like forbidden archaeology. There's a book written called Forbidden Archaeology. And it's very interesting because the idea of that comes from almost an Eastern kind of mindset. It has nothing to do with young earth type of people who really want to prove that the earth is young so that they can prove that the biblical narrative is correct. This comes from an Eastern mindset Humble, humble dingers. But what they believe is that mankind, they don't believe in evolution, but they believe mankind was coexisting with these other species. Mm, just like old earth. Right. Kind of. Right. Old earth, but non-evolutionary. They don't believe in evolution. Hmm. They don't think it, it builds up into better and better. They think, no, it's not that, that these creatures that we have in our evolutionary chain that we try to say is like pre-humans, they were a different creature altogether. And that humankind was... Walking side by side with them. So they were like gorillas. Like like uh, the movie Ice Age? Yeah. How they, there's like those humans and there's like mammoths and dinosaurs mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. We just watched it the other day. And they go down into like these ice caves. Mm-hmm. And the Tooth. first thing he sees is that evolutionary picture. You know, the ascending... Humans. walking uh, structure of humans. But it's a sloth. So there's like a yeah. an organism with two bulges. Then a monk, like a fish with two bulging eyes. And then mm-hmm. eventually it turns into a thing that looks like Sid the sloth. Mm-hmm. And he's walking by them as he puts himself in the next mm-hmm. step. And then the next thing he sees like a giant UFO stuck in the ice. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is a d- giant dinosaur, yep. like a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And then they do this whole thing. But it, it's a woolly mammoth. There's all these dinosaurs and stuff. And then people and saber-toothed tigers and these people are fighting off these dinosaurs and mm-hmm. the whole premise of the movie is that these the woolly mammoth the saber-toothed tiger and sid the sloth fight dodo birds and all kinds of stuff to get the baby back to the humans so right. so that's kind of the same belief of timeline that you're talking about where people were around forever there's dinosaurs mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff yeah. with the people they all lived simultaneously just to yeah. shout it's, out to uh, little Ice Age. It's, Sid the Sloth. It's fun to Sid the Sloth, yeah. It is fun to think about. And, you know, 
I would ask our listeners, you know, have you ever really thought about what you believe in this area, mm-hmm. in this arena? How long has mankind been around? How old is the earth? What is the How meaning you? of you on this planet? That's one thing How I have. How much ha- do you weigh? <laughs> do you eat healthy or? Do you eat roughage? Roughage? Are you a vegetarian? Yeah. Are you a veggie-saurus? Or are How you? How tall are you? Yeah. I don't know. Where do you live? But What's your anyway, social security number? I had a point. Well, Claire, You're I, messing up my point. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was thinking, that's a really important question because you think about what is your value on this planet? Right. Do you have any? Or are we a, you know, just a biological entity that happened by chance and floating on a rock that's the size of a piece of sand in like a universe that's so immense that basically means that we are worth nothing Right. There's no meaning for anything because uh, you're going to live your, you know, whatever, 50, 70, 80, maybe 100 years if you're lucky. And then you're gone. Nobody remembers, at least not for very long. Until finally the earth goes cold, the sun goes cold or goes supernova and everything is destroyed anyway. And then it all meant nothing anywhere at any time. There's that idea, which I don't like that idea. That's kind of depressing. Or are you something that was created... That has, you know, like uh, we talked about in our last episode, we were talking about um, the one fellow who talked about he believes that energy isn't lost. And he was talking about energy isn't lost. It's just transformed and goes on Recycled and on and on. Yeah. And all that. So or is that it? It's kind of an Eastern view where, you know, that your life essence is going to continue. So yeah. And progresses. Or are you like, you know, most religions believe something that's uniquely made by a creator mm-hmm. who's in charge. Um, all of those have a different worldview of how and why you're here on this planet. It's fun to contemplate. And, I, and they all kind of bring up the idea of uniqueness too. Yeah. So like even if you are evolutionary or creation type thing, you're unique as you are. And you can maybe be proud of your evolutionary background and, you know, whatever lineage you have mm-hmm. or that you're, if you that's your mindset you're created this way and that's how you Mm -hmm. are it's kind of like a weird uh there's almost like positivity on both sides yeah like you oh well i mean you'd have to right whatever your belief system is whether you're an evolutionist uh, an atheist that believes in evolution and no god or any ultimate purpose there has to be some redeeming value of why you're on the planet that you have to have in your mind otherwise Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to get out of bed yeah, what's the point? And I've got I've got friends who are atheists, and they have a, a belief system that gives life purpose for them. Um, it's different than like maybe my churchy buddies that are like, oh, you know, they believe that they have an ultimate destiny that yeah. they were created for a purpose. Yeah. And then there's everything in between, and all of that we get to fiddle with and kind of poke at because of some of these strange artifacts that we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's weird how we went from a little figurine. Straight to like, mm-hmm. how did the world start? <laughs> well, and it's these little things that make people ask that Wonder. question. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. crazy. So anyway, let's get on with it. Let's uh, next episode we're going to get on it. It's not like a, us trying to debunk something. No. We literally are just like wanting to research stuff. Yeah. Because I think people know we have like a, a semi-religious background. Sure. But I don't want people to think we're like, Nope, that's how it is. No, or believe me. The Earth is only any um, of these objects and these artifacts we're going to talk about. More people believe that they are fakes or misinterpreted right. or whatever 
than the people that say, no, this is proof of something else. Which is what makes them strange, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. There's, they're not supposed to be there. So there's controversy over their mm-hmm. presence, right? No, let's face it. There's been a lot of hoaxes. There's been people who've thrown stuff out and tried to create things. Not just in, like, uh, you know, say, creationist young mm-hmm. earth or uh, forbidden archaeology camps. But in evolutionary camps, too, they, you know, they've disproven that a lot of the finds that people had were actually fakes, that, you know, it was yeah. a pig's tooth or whatever. Um, so nobody can say that they're, they're the ones that have, you know, the honesty on their side. It's, right. it's been messed up across the board. We're going to talk about both the proofs that maybe makes this something that's plausible, as well as, no, this could be a hoax. We're going to right. throw it all out there. You get to make up your own mind. And if we're not good enough at it, then go look it up for yourself. If you don't like it, then just put that in your internet yeah. search bar yeah. and search it. But hopefully it'll be fun for everybody. Hopefully. It's fun for me to think about. Yeah. I, I like, like it. I like the timing. Timing? Timing. I don't know if you want to elaborate, but we had some health stuff come up, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't go like super far out into like mm-hmm. like where we were at in Yellow Pine. Uh, there's nothing. Yeah, that was put on hold for a while. Yeah, yeah. so we had to kind of like uh, reel in our our, yeah. our ideas of grand adventures for momentarily for, hiatus yeah, for yeah. a little bit, and yeah. then kind of work out something. But we found this thing, and it's semi-local. To well, and see, for me, it's not coincidental. So here, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. Okay, you know, I hadn't been feeling very well, and I found out that I had had a heart attack, some at some point, not bum, sure when. Bum. Yeah, right. And then in the course of trying to figure that out, I found out that I'm very, some might say lucky. Um, my doctor called me a miracle man. Um, that I probably... No, no bragging there. No, no. It's not a good kind of being a miracle Wrong man. Wrong kind of miracle. But basically, I went in, found out that I had very severe, well, heart disease. And my Widowmaker artery, the LAD artery, was totally blocked. And another major artery, um, it was it was very blocked as well. And he called me a miracle man because I walked in, I had symptoms, but I was you know I was functioning. And uh, went in, and when they went in to do an angiogram, which is a, they stick a, a scope up there to look at everything. Um, through your arm? Uh, through my arm, Which yeah. in itself is a strange thing. They can run a worm camera through your arm yeah, and look at your up heart. There. That's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> but they ended up putting in four stents. I mean, it was quite severe, right. which the cardiologist was very forceful in explaining how blessed or what kind of miracle it was that I was even alive. Crazy. And I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I had no we idea. We were making fun of you. Yeah. Because you were working on a, a patio and a fence. Uh-huh. And... You're like, my back hurts. My arm hurts. I'm so sore. And I was yeah. like, you're such a baby. You're yeah. just getting old. You've mm-hmm. been swinging a hammer. You've been digging a hole. You Big grow. baby. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but anyway, so that was something. Unfortunately, I mean, they put in some stents and blood flow is good. And my heart wasn't permanently damaged yep. that they know of. I mean, anybody could die tomorrow from anything. Right? Yeah. But... The prognosis of that whole thing, going through this deal, getting that procedure done, ha- having the cardiologist look at you and say you're a miracle man, you shouldn't be alive, basically, kind of makes you analyze your perspective and what, yeah. what's important. Like a big old slap in right. the face. 
So in your view, yeah, we kind of got derailed in going out and doing some of our adventures. Although mm-hmm. tonight was fun. We, I got oh, because I, I got blast. the green light. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yesterday you got the uh... got the green light. Okay, so I was on the motorcycle today, and we mm-hmm. were doing some things again. And I'm watching my diet and on some medication and some other things, but. The prognosis looks good. You know what's crazy though? What? Too, is you're not like fat. Not that <laughs> No. Not that that's an no. acceptable word these days, but you're not like an overweight guy. No. You're not lazy. Mm-hmm. You're not out of shape. You don't eat bad. Mm-hmm. You've never really eaten bad. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe McDonald's, McGriddles yeah. or whatever, but yeah. Once a week or something, but you're not like a crazy like no. the type of person that you would imagine having heart. I can see your veins in your legs and your arms. Like you're not like No. You're not the typical heart disease person. It's crazy. It is crazy. Well, the cardiologist, which brings to another thing, is that six months ago, eight months ago, I found out I was type 2 diabetic, which is very common for a lot of Americans in the United States and their diets. Americans in the U.S.? (laughs) Yeah. No figure. Yeah. (laughs) You're such a smart aleck. But anyway, (laughs) so I found out I had fairly significant uh, diabetes. Well, what I found out, and if you don't know this, take this to heart, <laughs> literally. If you <laughs> nice. if you have high blood sugar, chances are you're going to have some kind of heart disease. You're going to have buildup. Right. You're going to have plaque in your arteries of your heart. As the cardiologist said, they go hand in hand. They go together. So my uh, heart disease was hook, line, and sinker married to the diabetes that I didn't know I had. And uh, so I got the diabetes under control. And that's when I lost, you know, quite a bit of weight and stuff. Right. Uh, but the damage to my heart was already done. Mm. So then I go out after COVID sitting for so long and try to do some work. And that's when uh, I'm, I'm guessing that I probably had that heart attack. Then I went and got a COVID shot. That made my heart palpitate, I thought. I had these heart palpitations. And in the quest of trying to find out why my heart was having these weird palpitations, that's when I discovered that my coronary arteries were almost totally right. blocked and that I should be dead. So, in a way, whether or not Corona... COVID. uh, COVID has saved one life. Yeah. So far. (laughs) The COVID vaccine, whether it caused my palpitations or not, or if it was the heart disease, it did cause me to go in and get checked, and that led to this. Long story short, what I want to say, because of that, you look at the value of your life differently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're talking about strange artifacts, but I can't help in the situation that I'm in right now, after going through this experience help but think what does my life mean right what's the purpose of my life is there value if i just died today is that it am i just floating on this cold rock in outer space until finally the universe implodes on itself or is there something more to it and of course because i don't want to die and i don't want to be worth nothing of course i'm going to try to grab onto something that says no there's value in you you're Mm -hmm. you're going to continue on yeah so I don't know, that's maybe part of my motivation in this. Naturally, my mind's thinking about those things. Right. It's like, could, yeah, yeah, like, I think you said the doctor said, basically, I never get to meet the guys that have arteries like this. Yeah. They don't They don't ever talk to me. They're dead. Yeah. He said that in his practice, I don't know how long he's been practicing, quite a while, he's had maybe 10 people that have been able to walk in and go through their thing and he, you know looking at me he's going you know you're in shape and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then find out that it was that severe he says usually those are the people that he meets at two in the morning when they're not responding to the treatment they're trying right. to save their life because they've had a, a widow maker massive coronary uh, yeah. crazy yeah so, so anyway we- i'm thankful to be here 
and go out and do more crazy stuff. Yeah, I and, think I think it's awesome. Yeah. We got to ride the motorcycle today. Yeah. Next week we're gonna go uh, shoot some carp out of the boat. Yeah, and I can <laughs> I can get out, and be more physically active, and do more crazy things. It'd be cool. Maybe in the fall. Maybe the fall. Maybe shoot that deer in the heart. Yeah. It's one thing weird about not being think- able to go do things. It's like. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna sit here for like a month and not. You got to be careful. Can't ride my bike. Can't ride my motorcycle. Can't dig in the yard. Can't sit in the hot tub that I haven't got yet. It's on the way. It's on the way. But anyway, yeah. speaking of uh, Ice Age, on the way. On the way. I would like to reach out my hand. On the way. On the way. I'm gonna tell you to run. I know what they say about the young. Oh my gosh. Well, on that, right. uh, like that, uh, yeah, serenade. We should check out of this episode. So, join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Taters. Tater. Tater. <laughs>